0: Hey, good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next couple of, uh, I don't know, half hour or so, I guess. But I swear I could talk to Ella Edwards forever. She's my guest (laughs) this morning. She is the amazing founder of the Ella Strong Foundation. And
2: hi, Ella, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for... Spotlighting me in your audience and showing my story of the Ella Strong Foundation.
0: Absolutely, and it's nice to have you in the studio. And so the people, we can peel back the curtain a little bit. You've got all kinds of notes. You've got these <laughs> in- index cards. I'm eyeing up right now. You have everything all mapped out, and we just uh, you know took a tour of the station, and it's and it's really exciting. And um and gosh, I just really can't wait for people to hear. Your story, Because is it true that you founded the foundation while you were going through treatment for Ewing's sarcoma, which you'll tell us more about, is a um, a form of bone cancer, pediatric cancer, that needs funding, right? So you knew mm-hmm. that this was important when you're battling the most difficult thing you'll probably ever have to face. And not only that, did you get through that, and you're talking to us today, but you also founded a foundation to help other people. I mean, can we just... Can we give you a round of applause right now? Because that's incredible. Like, tell us the story. How did it all get started, and how do we get to where we are today?
2: Well, thank you so much for having me here. Um, on my ninth birthday, I was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, which is a rare childhood bone cancer. And I was rushed to Johns Hopkins Hospital for 14 rounds of chemotherapy, which was really tough on me and my body with with har- such harsh treatments with chemotherapy, and photon and proton radiation. Um, Most people don't know, but only 4% of federal... Funding, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Federal funding goes to childhood cancer research. Most of it just goes to Wow.
0: And why is that? Like, you know what you went through, and, you know, that research is what's going to save lives like yours in the future. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have enough of that attention, and what today helps because people are learning your story and how they can help, and how you're helping others. But why do you suppose that is, as opposed to other forms of cancer, or really even any other diseases?
2: Well, I know that a lot of the children, childhood cancers are underfunded, and most doctors and trials rely on foundations and smaller organizations to help them, like, afford for everything. And a lot of these chemos and treatments are from so long ago. None of the new treatments have come out.
0: Right, right. So that's
2: what we're, they're working on right now.
0: Our, our advancements um, in research, which is very, very important. So mm-hmm. at one, is that kind of what made you, I don't know, got that fight in you that you were like, well, why is this the case? How come that has to be? And how can I fix that? Is that kind of what you were thinking after you got well? You were like, well, how can I give back and how can I help someone else that's going through this?
2: Yeah, well, when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma the rare bone cancer. I had mm-hmm. a 10-centimeter tumor in the base of my spine, and we started doing fundraisers, and I started my Ella Strong Foundation with my family and my aunt and uncle. They were really helpful, and we just started raising money to donate to these doctors so that they could find new treatments and for new trials, which was really inspiring.
0: Yeah, and as you were... um at Hopkins, and then there's, there. I know there's other organizations, like Believe in Tomorrow, you can tell us about that, mm-hmm. and um, Ronald McDonald House Charities. Um, there's a lot of kids that are in your shoes, and, and it doesn't have to necessarily be Ewing Sarcoma, but when they're mm-hmm. getting treatment, and maybe you're local to the Annapolis area, right? But a lot of kids travel from all over the world to these amazing medical facilities that we have in our area and hospitals.
2: One of our biggest donations that we have given recently was to Dr. Meany at Children's National Hospital. In DC. Right now, they are working on using a new technology that trains the body's immune system sniper cells, which are T cells, to recognize the proteins on the surface of cancer cells, leading to the death of those malignant cells.
0: Um, so what we're saying is, this is research that I mean is much needed, and they're yeah. making progress in in an area where we we definitely need some advancement. I did
2: this fine in the car? <laughs> yeah, yeah, We, we, we were <laughs> practicing. We were
0: practicing earlier, but these are I mean these are big topics. Even for people who are listening now, we don't have to get super scientific with them because okay. they don't even understand either, yeah. right? You know, like we're teaching them probably something new today. But it's yeah. it's very cool that you're not only supporting you know Hopkins and who treated you and other um, you know children's hospitals in the area. And also um, tell us a little bit about your fundraising, because as we were just in the very early days of 2023, like 2022 was a banner year. And I know it's hard to talk about an award that you received. You know, you feel like you're <laughs> tooting your own horn or something, but I'll I'll toot it for you because you were the winner of the Anna Arundel Young Philanthropist of the Year 2022 Award. That was by the Community Foundation of Anne Arundel County. So, when you fa- did your did your parents tell you about that? You've got your your dad's here today, Brian, and your mom Jen at home. Like, did they tell you about that, or did they tell they, you that you were they're going to nominate you? How does that work? That's such an honor.
2: They did. So, Anne Arundel Medical Center, which is where we donate a lot of our toys from our toy drive, we've done Band Aid drives for them, and that's where I was originally sent to when I was first having signs for. Cancer, mm-hmm. and they nominated me as Young Philanthropist of the Year. And my parents found out through an email actually, and we went to a gala sort of thing where I had a speech. It was just really an amazing experience, wow. and I met so many great people there.
0: That's incredible. Well, congratulations on that honor, you. and they obviously you know recognize the hard work that you've been doing now for for five years, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're cancer free. You're doing how are you doing well right now? Like you you obviously you know have doctor's appointments that kind of thing, but day to day you're pretty much you know just a normal kid, right?
2: Yeah. Right now, I I play club lacrosse. I'm trying out for the lacrosse team on the track team. Just normal. Yeah. I'm in ninth grade. Yeah. And I go to school in Annapolis.
0: So we give a shout out to your school?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. St. Mary's High School in Annapolis? Mm-hmm. Yay, that's awesome. And you've how long have you been playing lacrosse?
2: I've been playing lacrosse for five years. Oh, that's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing right. Oh, you're also the recipient of a Justin Power Kids grant and grants if people know when we talk to nonprofit organizations, grants are kind of what continue that funding mm-hmm. so you can continue to fund your mission and all of that. So I'm sure that's something that you guys are able to, you know, get as many as you possibly can. Um, which is another another method of funding. But tell us a little bit about your um, because, again, that, you know, the the pediatric cancer research grants are so, so important. And all the things that you're doing are raising money for things like that that are so critical. Um, And how did so how does the toy drive go? And like we can tell people kind of how it went last year. And I'm sure it's something that's on the calendar for this coming year. Right.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, I just want to thank Justin Power Kids. They were so generous for that donation. We really appreciate any donations because pediatric cancer research is so underfunded. Well, for the Toy Drive, we're going to start it again. We just finished it for 2022. We start around November, December after Thanksgiving. And last year, I think we raised 550 toys. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really great. We donate to... Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, the Ronald McDonald House, Believe in Tomorrow, Children's National Hospital, and Anne Arundel Medical Center.
0: So many great organizations. Mm-hmm. And and people can, like any time of year, they can go to your website, which is important to mention, is ellastrong.org, right?
2: Yes, ellastrong.org. Um, we also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Cool. And
0: when you go to your website, there are direct links to those like those little icons that people can click on and um, and follow you and and like your your page. Mm -hmm. And then like do you and are you the one that's doing all of that stuff like between you and your aunt and uncle and your mom and your dad? Is it pretty much you guys are are like the CEOs of the Ella Strong Foundation?
2: Yes, it's mostly just my family for our Facebook page, it's Team Ella Edwards, and our Instagram is Ella, the Ella Strong Foundation. Perfect. We also have an email on our website, which you can find. It's info at ellastrong.org.
0: Awesome. So donations are always encouraged, like, no matter what. Like, is, um, you know, Toy Drive, obviously, you're collecting toys at that time, but, like, mm-hmm. are, are, is cash still king? I mean, are donations really, like, the most direct way that people can help anyone who's, like, driving along and hearing your story and going, like, well, how can I get involved if it's not the Christmas Toy Drive? Like, is there a way that people can pretty much help out really any time of year?
2: Well, we have fundraisers throughout the year. Like in March, we're doing a virtual 5K.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: hmm And just if you go on our page, we have lots of updates on everything we're doing. Um, donations are greatly appreciated and is how we raise all of our monies. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And then I think virtual 5Ks are so great because people, can, all kinds of people can participate from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So, you can
2: do it from your treadmill at home. Yeah, you really can. Yeah.
0: That's great. So everybody can get involved. That's awesome. I'm trying to look at all these like accolades that you have, like the the toy drive. I mean, it's incredible. You've had, I mean, over, you've raised over $50,000, right, in re- for research grants since 2017.
2: Well, now it's 60000 Now
0: it's 60000 mm-hmm. Wait, let me cross that out and write 60K right there.
2: <laughs> I mean, wow.
0: How do you even like, how do you just wrap your head around like, all that, the generosity of people, like it must be mind-blowing.
2: It's crazy. Our community in itself was just so helpful during my treatments. And everyone is still just amazing helping raise money for all these kids yeah. and these new treatments. Yeah. Now, how
0: to like um, on a typical day, like how do you manage? Um, maybe you're not working on it. Not every day you have a you know interview at a radio station <laughs> or something, but sometimes what you've done, you know, you're doing podcasts. You're out there doing, you know, clips for social media and things. Like, how do you manage a nonprofit, school, lacrosse, all the things that, you know, being a good friend and daughter and sister and all that good stuff. Like, how, how, does, how do you manage like on any given day or you're just so motivated that you're like, OK, what else we got to do? <laughs> like, You know, do you ever get like, do you ever need a nap? I mean, how do you get it all done?
2: I mean, honestly, it's not too bad. I got to skip a little bit of school for this, so yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because
0: we had our our interview time was three fifteen p.m. So yeah, we had your dad here. Maybe you didn't (laughs) have to like ride the bus this afternoon or something. But um, and then, so do do people like ask you about this? Like, do people come to you and say like, "Oh, I want to get something started," or but whether it's you know for pediatric cancer research or something else entirely? Like, have you sort of been an inspiration to other kids and people? Uh, older, you know, people of any age, really, that want to get a nonprofit started? Like, how do they come to you about that kind of stuff? Or if they did, like, say if I was, I was passionate about something like, uh, I don't know, arthritis research or something, what would you say to anybody that wants to try to get that off the ground? Like, how, what's the process?
2: Like? Honestly, I would say just reach out to com- your community, see if they'd be willing to help you mm-hmm. and start your own pages, get the word out there and just help fund all of these things and help people in your community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just that easy. So, um, so how about the goals for the, for the new year? You know, we got the five K coming up virtually in March. We've got the toy drive coming up like November, December timeframe. But as you're like looking at, you know, looking at the books so to speak, you're like, okay, what are some things on your list that you need help with that the public can help you with the community who's been so supportive already? Um, You know, looking ahead to what some of your needs might be, Mm -hmm. some of your goals, because it seems like you just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So we want to help more and more people. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like what's on your wish list, you know, for for the year?
2: Well, our goals for 2023 are really to just keep building our base of Ella Strong, keep funding these new trials, um, specifically this T-cell trial. And, you know, just see where that goes yeah, keep getting more gifts for the toy drive around Christmas time. That's those are mainly our goals, but yeah, really specifically just um research money.
0: And that's what you need help with a lot. Yeah, yeah. and when you do these individual events and things like, especially particularly the toy drive, is there a way that um do you accept volunteers? Like, can people help you out because that that's like a big undertaking. Like, do you um you know welcome volunteers at that time or you pretty much all handle it with your you know. Ella Strong Foundation core unit of family?
2: Usually we just do it within our family, but, you know, if it grows bigger larger, maybe that's something for the future.
0: Yeah, for sure. And speaking of the future, um, you've already done so much already, I think that you could just probably just, uh, you know... Get, we'll give you a trophy and, and you're done. But it's like, uh, but we just had a historic, you know, inauguration and, um, and you know, Maryland has new leadership and all of that. Do you ever look to some of the skills that you've gained from what you've been through and founding a nonprofit and all that to look to like, you know, I, somebody, I saw an interview that you did with someone recently and you said, Originally that you wanted to be president. Is that still true? Or is that <laughs> shifted like as you're learning along the way? Like, is that something you still want to do? Or I'm, I'm certain that if you wanted to do that, you could absolutely do that.
2: Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Um. Well, some of my thoughts have shifted. I might want to go to law school or business school. I'm not really sure what I want to do yet. Maybe I'll start a business or be a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know what I want to do yet. Right.
0: And like le- you had this incredible experience. Like when it comes time to write college essays and all of that, I mean, you've got it. All you have to do is tell your story and people will just be like, OK, school starts in, on August 18th and bring your stuff in, <laughs> and start. But like, do you have, um, you know, a school in mind or like uh, sort of a path like that that you're looking at to be close to home to still run the foundation? Or is it you know, do you have any like? dream schools out there
2: i'm really not sure yet i might want to go to georgetown that's a really amazing school not too far it or is. i might be looking at ivy leagues if i can keep my grades yeah <laughs> oh
0: my gosh anything is possible right anything at all and um and so like it, it feels like you have some accomplished so much already but um but goals for the future are kind of like you're still learning you're still mm-hmm. you know trying to figure out what the best fit is for everything but, yeah. but you'll always have you know be a part of the Ella Strong Foundation.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And so what kind of um, role do you, uh, like your parents play in that? Like they help you with, you know, oh, we got a uh, funding or we got this. It's just like, it's a, well, it's like running a little company kind of actually.
2: Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know? Well, we mainly just wait and see who needs what, how we can help. And we go off there. My mom and I manage the social media. And my aunt and uncle, we all plan the fundraisers. So it's really just family-based. And...
0: Yeah. yeah, wow. And going back a little bit to like when you were going through, um, when you were, you know, sick when you were nine years old and you were you hadn't been diagnosed yet, um, what, any advice to anybody who's going through that right now, who's not feeling quite right and needs to get care or was just diagnosed, do people come to you and say, I have this diagnosis. What should I do? Like, you know, cuz you if you feel like you you have to kind of empower yourself and you're the advocate for you and getting the best care you can and all of those things. What's when you're going through that kind of unknown, what what got you through that and what do you what kind of advice do you give to people who might be going through something similar like that?
2: Yeah, honestly, for me, it was my family and my community. They really supported me through those tough times. Um, through my treatments and all the harsh chemotherapy that I got. And really, they got me through everything from bringing meals to just helping us out around the house. It was really great and inspiring to me to give back to my community and to um, any sick kids out there that if they need inspiration, that their families and friends...
0: Yeah, that's really important. And you also you have siblings as well. You have lots of siblings, right?
2: Yeah. I have so siblings.
0: like I think also the other part sometimes going through treatment, like if if, um you know, your parents are taking you to Hopkins, which they did. And then, you know, you have other siblings that they have school and they have their mm-hmm. lives. And I think sometimes people forget that it's like treating the whole family like that's really important. And a lot of those organizations that you support through the Ellis Drunk Foundation, like Believe in Tomorrow and Ronald McDonald House Charities, help people from. You know all over the world that are in that situation yeah that it's important to treat the whole family and to you know let your you, to everybody just be able to be you know leading most you know to be a kid you know it's like and it's really really like what you've been through is 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 tough but i think getting getting the word out and uh, getting the support that you need and the treatment you need and then spreading the word about how you can help other people that i think that's the is that the most important message that people that can is
2: the most important message take yes. away yeah mm-hmm. for
0: sure and we're talking to Ella Edwards, who's the founder of the Ella Strong Foundation. And we've talked a little bit, Ella, about your story about, um, you know, how you founded the foundation and got through treatment for Ewing sarcoma, which is the, the rare bone, pediatric bone cancer. But, like, what's the journey like as when when you didn't feel quite right and then you go from, you know, local treatment to specialists and how how did that kind of work when I know you were nine years old now and you're a freshman then and you're a freshman in high school now. But kind of taking us back to that time, because that's like that's a lot to go through. Like what what would what did that story look, sound like and what was that experience like for you?
2: Yeah. So it really all started out with in 2017 when I was my stomach was hurting my back. I was really tired and cold. I went to the um, urgent care down the road in Annapolis, and they originally told us, well, we don't know what's wrong, but I think we'll send you to Anne Arundel Medical Center, which is where I ended up, and we met this man, Dr. Callender. He was really nice to our family and I, and he knew right away that there was something wrong. He said a prayer with me and my family. I believe it was Psalms, Philippians...
0: 67. Yeah. So he yeah. knew it, he knew what to what to suggest. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he did. He was really helpful in that. And that really started our support. Yeah. There.
0: So he knew he was good at what he did because he knew something wasn't quite right. And <laughs> he knew that you needed testing. And then so you ended up um, some of the people that you came into contact with and you still support Anna Arundel Medical Center and Hopkins and everywhere you've been. um You know, there were were there people that you met while you were there besides that doctor, like maybe um, other people within the hospital that helped you out in different ways, like that you met that really made an impact on you when you were going through that.
2: Yeah, there were child life specialists. When we first got to Hopkins, I went straight to the ER, and then we got moved up to the oncology floor. Mm -hmm. The child life specialists there really helped me through um, all the tough things, like shots and needles, ports. All the really tough things with chemo and treatments.
0: Yeah, because and I don't know if people always know what child life specialists do, but that there's a lot of scary things you had to go through, and mm-hmm. they make it a little bit easier, right?
2: Yeah, they really do. That's where we donate a lot of our toys for the toy drive to the child life specialists, so they can hand them out to the kids, just like where I was yeah. five years ago.
0: And from that time frame, from like local urgent care and testing, and you know, Anne Arundel Medical Center to Hopkins, about how long? Did that journey take like before you got the diagnosis about how long were you in that kind of world where you're waiting for test results and you're not sure and you're solving the puzzle, if you will, but about how long did that take usually
2: like a day or two? It wasn't a long time. It was a few days before my birthday. And I was diagnosed on my birthday, the 28th of April.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We got to write that down. April 28th, because that's your birthday.
1: We're going to <laughs> <laughs>
2: put that
0: one on the calendar. But, you know, and I, I we can't expect you um, to remember everything about that time. But that's cool that you met those people that really, really helped you. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier in the interview, your dad, Brian Edwards, um, is here with us. And I know he has a different perspective because you're. You're, you know, in a hospital, you're in a strange environment, you have all these treatments, all these questions and everything's coming in and, you know, they're asking you to do things. But I think your dad probably had a different perspective Mm -hmm. um, as a parent of a a child who was going through pediatric cancer and what that's like. So if you wouldn't mind if maybe we brought your dad on because you're you're clearly the star of the show. But I know that (laughs) it's a family run foundation and you all work together and would kind of like to hear maybe um, your dad's perspective on things, too.
2: Yeah, of course, definitely. Cool.
0: Great. So it's a really uh, a pleasure to bring Brian Edwards into that conversation too. He's Ella's dad and also co-founder of the Ella Strong Foundation with your wife Jen. So Brian, you've never really gotten to to tell your side of the story, right? What it was like when when Ella was going through the most difficult challenge of her life.
1: It, it was quite uh, quite difficult. Yes, and no, I had not told her story. Yeah. So. Answer.
0: So yeah, talk about maybe some of the support that, you know, how people like really rose to the occasion and supported you in so many different ways. Like what really got you through that, that tough time?
1: Yeah, I'd say it's a lot of faith. And God showed up in a lot of different ways throughout our journey. Um, Initially when Ella was not feeling well, we went to, went to sea and we just thought she was ill, Um, got moved from the urgent care into anrona community center and uh, met Dr. Callender, who realized that she was much sicker than we believed and uh,
0: and the best way to to handle news like that was to pray about it to pray yeah. together and yeah. to get through it together. Yeah, he didn't And you know think us you you were sup- maybe supposed to meet him in some weird way, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, and he really got you through
1: that. He definitely got us started. Yeah.
0: And and if your wife were here today for the interview, she's um you know busy keeping her you know helping you You have five children right five children incredibly large uh, beautiful family, what was her kind of view on things? Because you know men and women kind of handle things differently sometimes. As a mom, as a dad, um, what do you think she would want to say if she had a chance to to have the microphone for a couple of minutes?
1: I'm sure she wanted to say thank you to our community, to our church, to all the Amazing people out there who followed us and supported us. Yeah.
0: Whether it was meals or, you know, donations, like they were really there for you and your family. And um, that was all part of the journey. And that was all part of beating cancer. Absolutely. So it, it is possible. You just have to have, you know, good people around you, the very best care, support and faith. A lot of faith. And and so now, like, you're, the foundation is a huge part. I'm sure you have an, another job as well. <laughs> You know, it can be like, is this like how important is this work to you and and for people to be aware of the Ella Strong Foundation and to support your upcoming events? You know, why is that so important to people who may just be learning about uh, the cause right now?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. The, um, <clears throat> it's very important to us. We have several friends. You know, back back when we were kids, I don't think I knew anybody who had cancer. No, but I look around now, and I know several other families locally who have kids with cancer. Yeah, and there's very little funding going into these, uh, into the research for these kids. The uh, the research or the the treatments that they currently have are are at their limits. They've um, reached their potential, and. We need to find other ways to help, Yeah, for sure. Improve and, and, and Ella
0: is um she's so helpful. She has all these important flashcards and uh and she's pointing at the at the chemo flashcard. uh because and it's like we're still doing the research. Like this this is so so important. And um and I'm really I'm really glad that you guys have been here today to, to spread the word about the Ella Strong Foundation and um and pediatric cancer. you know, The only way we're going to get, we're going to help more Ella's in the world is to get that funding and to get that research. And then hopefully, is the goal to eventually put yourselves out of business where we cure cancer and we don't even need the Ella Strong Foundation anymore? Or will we? Is that the ultimate goal? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Well, That would be incredible. It really, really would. Because like you said, you didn't know anyone with cancer. My sister survived breast cancer last year. Um, everybody, I had a, also a college friend that had Ewing sarcoma as a, as a 40-something person. Mm. Um, so, you know, as an adult getting diagnosed with a pediatric cancer, that's a possibility too. So, yeah, now, unfortunately, I think we all know somebody who's been touched by cancer in one way or another. But the best thing we can do with that and their fight and Ella's fight um is to help other people. Absolutely. And um and once again um we have our final minute here. So if there's any anybody else that you want to thank um before we bring Ella back on to sort of wrap things up um and then we look forward to having you guys back in the future too to talk about your upcoming um you know whether it's the virtual 5K or your you know toy drive next year um open door for you guys to come back anytime and share all the incredible work that you're doing.
1: Absolutely. I want to thank all of the all of our community. Um for, uh, I love his aunt and uncle, especially the Sheehy Automotive Group. who did an awesome job with our uh, toy drive this year. They really crushed it for us. Nice.
0: And that's something, Ella, you love talking about their toy drive. You're like, you could talk about the toy drive forever. Is there anything else you want to add to um, that your dad hasn't mentioned about anything about the Ella Strong Foundation?
1: Dave Orso's group as well.
0: Did a great. Job for great. Us this year. All right. And Ella Edwards has also been joining us, the founder of the Ella Strong Foundation. So, Ella, gosh, we're getting the wrap up symbol here. Is there anything else you want to add or anything that I forgot to ask you?
2: No, not really. I just want to thank everyone for listening. And thank you so much, Gina, for letting your audience listen to me.
0: Absolutely. The Spotlight on Maryland has been on on you today and that's really <laughs> important because I don't think we can stress enough how important the work is that you're doing with the Ella Strong Foundation and how easy it is for people to help once again that website and also your um, social media platforms for people so they can find you that way as well
2: yeah our website is ellastrong.org instagram is ella Strong foundation, facebook is team ella edwards And if you want to email, it's info at ellastrong.org.
0: We got it. And we're going to put this up on our website. Today's 1019.com. People can click on the interview when they have a moment, if they've joined us in progress or haven't caught the whole thing here and there. Um, Thank you again, both. uh, Thank you to your dad, to Brian Edwards, who came in as well, and to your mom, Jen, and your aunt and uncle, and everybody who's involved with the Ella Strong Foundation. Thanks for everything you're doing. Um, it's really making a difference.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. It really is making a difference it in chil- childhood cancer. It
0: really is. Funding, funding, funding. That's what we need. And, y'all, thank you so much for listening and taking the time to do so. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. Listen to every MLB game live. In
1: the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind.
0: Stream minor league affiliates.
1: The Midwest League home run leader.